How's it guys? My name is Mark Haystick and you're listening to the Birding Life Youth Podcast. So I've got this app that I use to post all my finds of organisms in nature and I think it's really fantastic. That's my opinion. So I've got today three fellow birders from around South Africa to, to talk to me about this app, why they think it's cool, how they use it and just to share it with others to, you know, get you guys interested because we think it's really great. So take a listen. Sure, so I see Justin and Jonathan have joined the group and we're still waiting for Tristan. So let me introduce the Oaks so far. We have Justin Ponder from the Western Cape here. How's it? I'm Justin. That's Justin. We have Jonathan Breitenbach. Just correct me if that is how I, I don't say your surname. How's it, Jonathan? <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, that, you said it correctly, man. Oh, yes. My Afrikaans is improving. I'll say. And we're still waiting for Tristan. He is busy doing stats. Um, no, he's, he's in, I think he's in university, so he's, he's working hard. He's working hard. Um, so, guys, today I have you guys on the show, on the podcast. I should not call it a show. Um, to talk about iNaturalist, because you guys are very much involved in it like myself, we are, we are all enthusiastic naturalists, so we use iNaturalist. And for those of you out there who don't know what iNaturalist is, I'm going to give my, no, I'm not. I'm not going to give my um, view on it. I'm going to ask you guys, Jonathan or Justin, put your hand up. Well, Jonathan, your, your camera's off, but do you guys have an uh, a, a, um, explanation or an opinion on what iNaturalist is to you? What, how can you explain it? So, so how I would explain it is I would, I would start by saying that it's, it's, a, it's a way that the normal person, just the average everyday person can get involved in science without having any sort of degrees or any sort of connection with, with science itself. Yeah. So it's a way you can contribute to the, the natural world and to the you know, learning about the natural world without having all those gradations that most people have or most scientists have. Yeah, that's quite a good explanation. Um, I like to call it, uh, because you, you can, you can take part in citizen science and contribute to, to actually actual research that uh, gets put into the Cornell lab of ornithology. I mean, not Cornell lab of ornithology here. I am thinking birds, um, the California Academy of sciences, um, you can share information and photos and observations that you've of any organism around the world that you've seen and post it to this community of other people. So I like to call it social media for nature enthusiasts, really, because you can upload photos, you can like other people's observations, you can comment and you can suggest different taxa of any organism. Organisms meaning birds, butterflies, bushes, and bugs, okay? Absolutely anything, guys. So here we have Tristan Spurway entering the room but he's still connecting to audio. So Jonathan, do you agree with what I'm saying? Yeah, man, totally agree. Um, so yeah, I, um, I also think it's like, it's a huge community. I mean, there's the, I don't know even how many people are on INAT. I know it's over a million, I think. Yeah, no, there's um, millions. There's millions. Yeah, so um, it's a huge community of like-minded naturalists or even just normal, normal people. Um, and... Um, it's also a way for, for the normal person, um, as Justin also said, to uh, contribute to science. Um, and I can't think of any other way um, a normal person would be able to, to contribute to science in such a significant way than with citizen science projects like this. Yeah, and yeah, 
Totally. I, I got involved in iNaturalist a few years back when I was actually walking in a botanical garden. I, and I started chatting to this worm who was looking at birds and he, we started chatting about awesome sightings we had recently in, in the local botanical garden and so on and so forth. And he started telling me about frogs and I started telling him about my recent bird lifers. And I was like three, four years ago, I was a lot younger. So I was very excited. Still getting lifers back in those days. These days you get one every like six months. Anyway, here we have Tristan Spurway. Welcome to the group, Tristan. How's it, guys? How are you doing? There we go. We're doing quite good. We just started talking about what we think a good explanation for unnaturalist is. Um, and I like to call it uh, social media for naturalists. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's a really sick way to, to be a citizen scientist. And I mean, for those that love bird lasso, it's like bird lasso on steroids, basically. But it's a great platform as well. I think it's actually more uh, connected to unnaturalist than bird lasso is, you know, because unnaturalist is connected to the California Academy of Sciences, I think is Cornell Lab of Ornithology connected to the Cal California Academy of Sciences? Um, honestly, I have no clue. No clue. I have no clue about that. But what I do know is like, okay, so just looking at one of my bad observations, once it's um, confirmed research grade, it gets put on the AfriBats project. Um, and all reptiles have also been put on uh, AfriHerbs. I mean, you contributing a lot to all of these um, animal demographic units. Yeah, all the projects and stuff. I, I recently, in the last two years, got more involved in projects and stuff. And you, some projects that I'm part of is like the you know, reptiles of South Africa, the different birds in certain areas, and they can make projects to sort of make a cluster of different species. So it's, it's a specific species in a specific area, and you can make your own project, say the garden root botanical gardens, all frog species found in that area, um, during a time period of a year, okay? Just because, say, there's an El Nino happening and there's lots of water, people want to find out the effect that that has in the garden root botanical gardens. So that's just a real random example, but projects are like that that you can make. Um, and also another way that I actually use on Ashlist is on Birding Big Day. Let me know if you guys do this as well. I, I search up where certain species of birds have been seen in, in my area, and... Um, I uh, find a lo locality and then I do like I scout it out, see if that bird is still there so that I can find it there on birding big day. So I have a reliable spot for that species. You know what I mean? Listen, bro, I'm not a leech, eh? so I wouldn't do that myself. Um, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I'm only joking. I, I do the exact same for, for white hearting, not uh, birding big day per se, but uh, yeah. white and just trying to find what like possible new species and fringe species like. Rufus said wobbler and things. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, you you could actually use it as a way of cheating. I suppose what I mentioned was uh, was a bit of it's a bit it's it can be a bit cheeky, <laughs> but most most people on iNaturalist actually aren't full on birders. You know what I mean? They um, it might be a a lady in a back stoop taking a photo of a bird in the tree, and it just ends up being an African pygmy kingfisher in the Western Cape, and that's insane. So then you go scout that out and you find out, okay, no, this is something really cool. Um, the community doesn't know about this. You know, if they should, then you, you, I mean, I, I'm on WhatsApp groups where people send screenshots of our observations on INAT saying, listen, here's a, a botanist who just photographed a, a pals fishing owl in the, I don't know, the Northern Cape on a dry riverbed. And they're asking what it is. So you find really interesting stuff on there. It's like social media, you know, they, someone asks, what is this bird? And it's, it ends up being a huge rarity. So, 
yeah, the bird community is starting to birding community is starting to get more interested in our naturalists, but more people should come on. Really, it's mostly botanists and bug in enthusiasts on our naturalists. More birders should come on. Really, I, I really think so. So, our naturalist, it's not so much about who's following you, it's actually more about how many observations you have. So, who of you guys are in the 2000 plus observations club? I'm in the 3000 plus observations at the moment. Well then, no man, I'm uh, only have seven, seven fifty, about. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I'm actually, I'm actually a little bit of a, uh, I wouldn't say an unnaturalist noob, but I only started it at end of last year. Um, since then, I've got about a thousand two hundred uh, recordings. So mm. most of them, I actually don't do birds on unnaturalist, believe it or not. Um, I use it for plants, reptiles, frogs, mammals, yeah. etc. So, yeah, it, it is much more difficult to photograph birds. Me as a birder, I've actually realized that myself because you got to, you know, it's much easier to just snap a photo with your your cell phone. You know, I'm I'm only on one thousand four hundred seventy five obs, so I aim to double that this year at least. Um, so I'm not I'm also not in the two thousand, but I was interested to see if you guys were. Um, so as I was saying, you know, our naturalist is like social media, but you know, it's not really about the followers you have. It's about the identifications you, I mean, the observations you have, how many observations you have, or, you know, some people like to challenge the, the challenge of being the, the best observer of the, the group of, of birds or the best observer of um, certain succulents and stuff. And Tristan, I've seen that you are very into, into succulents. <laughs> yeah. Um, what gives it away? The 70 different species that I keep. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I love especially rare and, and uh, heavily uh, endemic species. So I, in all my birding travels and things, I will go out of my way to find them and photograph them, upload them to a naturalist because I think it's it's essential for, for succulent conservation. I mean, yeah. plants are so understudied um, that you going and photographing that one succulent in a different spot could well constitute, constitute a whole new population. Mm. That's a cool point you made, actually, because you know how Bird Lassa has the different pentads around the whole world, actually. Um, now, on our naturalist, they also have some sort of like pentad um, research thing where, you know, the, you can search up where some, say, Hawarthia has been seen in South Africa, and it'll show the pin drop, exactly. But also, if you zoom out, it'll show the distribution range in blocks, um, like how, you know, on South African Bird Atlas Project 2, um, SABAP, they have the, the blocks around South Africa showing where all observations have made or an obs all the observations of a species has been made or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, our naturalist is very similar like that, except it covers all the different organisms that you get, um, which is awesome. <laughs> it's, it's, there's nothing like it. It's absolutely insane. Our naturalist used to be called something like eye spots. Um, I spot, not I naturalist. Have, have you guys heard of that? Were you guys around during those times? Yeah, I mean, it's it used to be that. I mean, I think they split it into two different apps. Or maybe it's I seek that I'm thinking about. But now there's there's been a whole bunch of branch of apps, and it's yeah, you know, the community's just grown. Oh, really? I haven't heard of the other app um, that they may have made. I, I have heard about. Well, I haven't heard of the other app that they have split it into but i have heard of seek that came like just before lockdown in south africa in 2020 it's more of a simplified version actually for kids where you can like scan the scan a, a plant and it adds it to your life list but it, and it has challenges for you so you go onto the app 
and uh, on our, our naturalist is an app and a website, but Seeker, as far as I know, is just an app. So you have to have data or internet connection. And so you go out into the field with your cell phone and you scan a plant or a bug and it tells you what it is and you can unlock certain achievements if you see a certain amount of, of this family of organisms or that class of organisms. And if you get to this amount of observations, you, you rank higher and higher. So it's more targeted at kids so that they can be more interested in it. And many people are scared of our naturalist, honestly, because it's so detailed on the the website. Who of you guys use the website and not just the app? Yeah, man, I use the website. Oh, I'm with you, man. Website all the way. Yeah, I started off using the app, but the website has just got so many more features, so much better. Yeah, and that's the thing. Uh, sometimes it's seen to have so many features that it's too many for people to handle. So they don't understand how to navigate around the website. So they just keep to the app or altogether just um, don't use iNaturalist at all. But what they don't understand is if they're still learning, they can use the app um, for more simple things. So yeah, guys, um, now that we have babbled on a bit about our opinions and uh, interesting thoughts of our naturalist and uh, the how to do and what to do, the exciting thing and main thing I want to talk about this episode is the CNC. Can you guys expand on that for me? The City Nature Challenge, the event a lot of us are looking forward to. say City Nature Challenge, guys, for those of you who don't know, is a worldwide nature challenge and some, by some seen as a competition to observe as many organisms within your city premises as possible between the 29th of April and the 2nd of May and upload your observations in the next, the following days to see which city gets the most species or observations. And for the last two years in a row, Cape Town in the Western Cape of South Africa has won it as the most biodiverse city in the world. So yeah, I stay in the garden route. So does Justin. And we are in big competition with Cape Town. Actually, we, we came second in South Africa last year. Um, have you guys, have any of you guys taken part in such a challenge? I know that Justin has. Um, I actually haven't uh, because Joburg probably isn't the best place to do it. But okay. um, I'm actually keen. I'm going to be doing it through through Pretoria this year. Um, and uh, I've never done it. So, I mean, I'm, I'm extremely excited. Yeah, go for it, man. Yeah, I also haven't done it yet because um, the Northwest province doesn't take part yet. Um, so and I've and I've missed uh, the cutoff date to um, apply for for a new province to be added. Oh, really? But I've seen that. Yeah, uh, it, it kind of sucks. But I've seen that they that they have a global um, global project as well, where that you can join if your city doesn't take part. So that's that's kind of that's great because they didn't have it last year. Yeah, that's a pity. You know, you see, some cities don't take part because they just don't know. Not enough people are involved in our naturalist, and maybe some are not biodiverse enough. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say uh, um, Northwest isn't biodiverse enough, um, not at all. But oh, yeah. but to find to find uh, naturalists in Northwest is kind of tough. Sure, I've never actually been to Northwest and explored it at all. Well, what's the fauna and flora like there? Uh, it's it's actually crazy. It's um, a lot of grassland um, and uh, a lot of mixed uh, mixed habitats. But but yeah, um, it's really crazy. And I, I think it's a really underrated place, um, underrated province, and probably understudies as well. 
Um, so, yeah. so yeah, but but I think it holds a lot of potential. I'll be honest with you. When I look at South Africa, when I think of South Africa in my mind, I have this picture of the different provinces, and sometimes I forget, like, what's that ninth province? And I think, <laughs> okay, what's north of Free State? Oh, northwest. You know, uh, it, it doesn't really come to mind. There is one national park yeah. in, in the province, though, hey? Yes, yes. Uh, I think it's it's Belansburg. Belansburg National Park. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's also somewhere I want to go. I think the landscape is just, like, supreme there. Yeah, it's beautiful. Is it? And there's some special bird species that are on the border of South Africa and uh, is it Botswana over there? Is, is that right? Yes, yes. Yeah, um, I think it's the nat- there's also a nature reserve on the border. I think it's Botswana, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I haven't been there yet, um, but but I've seen some fantastic birds from there. Sure. Okay. Now going back to 2020, guys, uh, I did take part in the City Nature Challenge, and uh, that was during lockdown. It was pretty insane. And I for, sometimes I forget how hard lockdown was in South Africa. You know, you weren't actually allowed to leave your house unless you were going shopping. And you couldn't go shopping with more than one person in the car. Um, and it, it, it was insane. So what I did on the City Nature Challenge and also during the lockdown bird ladder challenge was I got up on my roof every morning at sunrise with my, my camping chair and my coffee and my binoculars trying to, oh wait, and my camera actually, uh, because I needed some zoom to try photograph species like two kilometers down the road or in the mountain, you know, in the forest. So it was, it was not so um, but I managed to see some very cool species. I got 90 species of bird in that month, birds in that month. Um, and uh, I didn't win the competition for my area, but I was very happy with it. Then the city nature challenge Cape town was going insane. Like there were the sardine run was the biggest in the, decade or century there were dolphins and whales everywhere uh there were caracals roaming the city you know where they usually aren't because i mean caracals do roam the city in cape town anyways which is insane but um also people managed to get a substantial amount of observations and species even though they were stuck at home or for those who are lucky enough stuck on a nature reserve they call their home do you guys know of anyone who did that so many people it's unfair. And I was heartbroken. Right. Yo, I was heartbroken. I feel you. I was stuck. I was stuck birding from my, my varsity accommodation. <laughs> so it was dismal there. It's like that, you know, that scene in the in the big year with Blackjack and his and his his first bird of the year is him standing in his office looking at a gull like <laughs> down the road. And it's like three months into the year, and his first bird goes ding. Like like the I don't know, it was a laughing gull or something. Who knows? Oh, yeah. that laughing girl down the road well down the road for Justin and myself was insane did you guys uh, get down here in time uh, we're not going to talk about it eh? um, <laughs> no, no. I think I'd rather just end the podcast yeah. <laughs> um, no I didn't I didn't I was planning to go the week the week Oof. after it disappeared um, but I'd been chasing Gauteng rarities at the time oh man nice yeah that was a nice twitch, really nice twitch, just down the road. It was excellent, yeah. Yeah, brilliant views of the goals. Yeah, pretty beautiful, right in front of me. Sounds like you, sounds like you guys want me to leave, eh? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Justin, we should stop right here. I think you know we're pushing it a little bit. <laughs> 
I mean, I some juicy photos to show off. Oof, no. Yeah, Justin, I heard that you guys were feeding the thing slop chips. Bro, it was so so confiding. It It was sitting above us on the roof above the restaurant, and you would... No, you would just throw slap chips out of the window and it would come and fly within a meter of your face. It was incredible. Oh, yeah. I experienced him above me on the roof, but I never got to feed him slap chips. That is something. That is just birding. That's just twitching 2.0. That's just too, this is heavenly. Okay, should we change the subject? Uh, Jonathan, say something. Hello. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, that's interesting. Um, well... <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah. I've got the hugest backlog ever, guys. I have about a year's stack, uh, a year's worth of images that I still need to upload onto iNaturalist. Uh, I've got hundreds of plant observations I need to put on there. I think I'm probably over 2,500 observations already if I add all my observations up. But yeah, it's like, I don't know. Do you guys suffer from the same, same. problem? Yeah, same here, man. I've like tons of photos. I've two hard drives that's full. Um, and I can, can upload all of that just to get to, to sit down and do it. That's the only thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that is the problem. I managed to catch up a lot of my backlog during the December holidays, but I've, I've got about two months worth of backlog now, so not too bad. Mm. Yeah, I'm not even going to speak about my backlog. Eh? Um, <laughs> between rugby varsity and general life i think i must have like four or five thousand photos waiting for me to go through them so sure. yeah. yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna cry when that day comes all right well we better get our our backside sorted out before sooty nature challenge happens um for those of you guys who are taking part <laughs> um here in the garden route i've got a couple of friends who i'm trying to get together i'm i'm getting my life adventures outdoor club together to try get as many youth members to help me and and family friendly you know eight stoppies i'm going to do um and and just family groups to to take as many observations as possible in the garden route because in terms of number of observations because of our population compared to cape town the garden route won't win but species wise we might be able to do something we might be able to make an impact um and the big thing that's happening here in the garden route actually um that i'm working on before the city nature challenge happens is a biobash at the garden route dam now there's this huge um proposal for a university campus sports ground and accommodation facility that is planned to be built and developed around the garden route dam which is a public access area people ride their bikes there's a pump track there people go for walks it's an awesome birding locality it's a jaw it's a garden route's main water source guys and uh, they're wanting to build a new university there but just down the road, there's the Nelson Mandela University, which already exists. So I don't think it's worth making. And the environmental assessment wasn't actually properly done. So there's a big, sure, there's a big deal happening here. It's 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 quite something. Um, so we need to try to find an endangered species or two that will sort of influence the decision to allow this, this development to take place. Uh, they've already found gladiolus some some rare species of gladiolus on the property but there are nice leaf folding frogs and there are um other species of organisms that do occur there um so i'm taking my outdoor club there this weekend to try find any organisms that we can and also to recruit people to just get involved in iNaturalist i'm going to show them how to use the app and the website start off with the app because they're going to be blown out of their minds if they use the website straight away 
and they're going to be too scared to continue. Um, so that's the that's my plans for now because we want to try beat Cape Town this year. Um, <laughs> and Justin, you staying in the area for City Nature Challenge? Are you going to be on the garden route? Of course, I'm going to be wrecking Cape Town. Okay, cool, guys. Well, thanks for your input, dudes. I appreciate your time and um, the the willingness to share your enthusiasm about the laughing goal. <clears throat> but uh, I think that's it for today. Let's wrap up and I'll see you guys' observations on INAT. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode. And let me know what your thoughts are. Let me know what you thought about the episode. And let me know if you're a birder who uses iNaturalist. It's kind of scarce these days. Uh, but you can find iNaturalist on Google Play Store, the Apple Store, and search it up on their website. You can sign and make your own account there. But until next time, guys, don't forget to subscribe to The Birding Life on all your social media platforms, podcasting platforms. Happy birding, happy biobashing, and be blessed. Shop down.